going on, people? This is live after hours in the man cave with your host Terry Wiggs. There you go, host Mark Kane. Go, host Mark Kane. Man, NBA playoffs. We got to jump right into it. Game two at the Eastern Conference semifinals. We had the visiting Philadelphia 76ers taking on the home opponent, the Toronto Raptors. Hard fall game for the 76ers. Even though the Raptors got off to a slow start in the first quarter, only scoring 17 points and giving Philly the edge, 26 points, 26 to 17 to end the first. Um, what was the key opponents that you want to take away from this game, Marcus? How the Raptors lost and how did the 76ers prevail to get this win, their first time winner since 2015? Man, I didn't know that was – pulled that stat out of nowhere. I didn't know it was that long. But uh, it, I, I attribute uh, most of it to Jimmy Butler. Um, okay. You know, on a pie earlier, I said, you know, they got to go to Jimmy more often because he's the only one that's, that's kind of been there before and is not afraid. Right. And he's the only one that got confidence in his jumper, even though his jumper ain't the best. But I think it showed. So, he, you know, once he had seen a couple shots go down, he just started attacking uh, Toronto. You know, he wasn't afraid of the claw. You know, uh, anybody they put on him, he just went to the right. And then he started getting, um, started getting those guys to follow him early, you know, which is why he had, you know, the most free throws on the team. Well, him and Joel B, you know, was equal in free throws. But, you know, he had eight free throws as a comparison to the last game where he didn't get to the line that much. I think it, it really helped him control the pace of the game because the first game, Toronto controlled it from start to finish. Right. I was looking at where, too, I thought Philadelphia had their best game. They came out with their A game. They said, you know what, we gonna, we can't really control Kawhi Leonard or stop him. We're going to let Kawhi get his. But besides Siakam, Siakam had 21 points and 7 rebounds and 4 steals, but he was 9 for 25. wasn't a good performance, but it was still a solid game. But it wasn't enough to get the Raptors over the hump. You know, Kyle Lowry still playing shaky. Still shooting he's still shooting the ball horrible. He was I mean, he gotta come out the game. He gotta have a a game where he put together, he had to come out the gate fast. Like give him some early touches. Like I said, his main thing is he likes to live on that three pointer. By him being so small, break down the defense. Because he's he's a thick he's a thick guard. So if, if somebody do put a ball right. in he's gonna fall, he's gonna get, get the whole object for him gets the free throw line. Most people get their touch and feel from the free throw line. Shooters always want to test the ball at least, and they can get they drive to the hole first. They want to get that contact so they can get the feel to see the ball going in. He's one of those guys he has to see the ball going in. And if he don't see the ball going in, you know you'll have a horrific night. He still have a horrific night. You know what I'm saying? Like I, we said it before, it's a difference between regular season Kyle Lowry, but playoff Kyle Lowry only won one team. <laughs> right, don't want like trade him. Like if they could trade before the playoffs start, they would. Like we yeah, we trading Kyle Lowry, you know, for some Fritos <laughs> and some bubble mint. Right? <laughs> going, you know, I've been in Toronto. They're going to trade him in for a Drake CD and some TikToks. <laughs> right. Mean, what he brings to the table. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think the last time Kyle Larry had a good playoff game, he had a haircut. No no, no disrespect. 
what I'm saying? That's to me. You know, he grown this hair out. He ain't been the same. He, to me, I'm not going to say this haircut. I'll take that back. I think Kyle Lowry is a little bit heavier than he was in the past. He's not, he, he don't move the same. He's a little heavy. I think he's a little bit overweight, if you ask me. Everybody keep talking about, we were talking about how Jolin B is overweight. Look at Kyle Lowry, man. Kyle Lowry's overweight. At his size, he's a, he's a he's a big guard. He's not using his body. He's not utilizing his body to get in the right positions. And you, another person who had a, a horrible game was was Danny Green. Thirty, he had three points. Mark, one from eight from the field, one for six from the three point line. So he only said his only shot was a three pointer. So overall, he's one for eight. One for six sucks from three point line. Because so I thought when they had the game, they could have tied the game. I said, remember, I said, watch this. They about to run this play for he gonna get up and hit this big three. Came up short. You called it. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Gasol. Not Paul Gasol. Mark Gasol had five Mark points. Gasol. Rebounds. Yeah, Mark Gasol. Five points, seven rebounds, five assists. He's going to give that. He's not the same Mark Gasol. He not the, he, you know, they used to call him the tank. He ain't, he ain't the same tank no more. Some of that he, is a, he a tank, no, but he ain't. <laughs> he, ain't, he, ain't, he, ain't he ain't no limit tank. Right. He ain't returning fire. He just take right. a hit. <laughs> you know, some of that arm is falling off. You know, some of that fatigue is coming off. Um, but he's still, to me personally, he's still getting the best of Joel and B. He's making Joel and B work on the offensive end, and he's making him work a little bit on the defensive end too, as well, because he has to get a body home. He can't free like Joel and B want to freelance and do other things that he can't. He can't leave Marcus Hall because Marcus Hall is going to make you pay eventually. He's going to make you pay. And, you know, Serge Ibaka didn't give you nothing, two points. I mean, for, God, like, for your role players like a Serge Ibaka, you just need Serge Ibaka to get you 12 points, about nine rebounds and three blocks. And that's a win right there. Mark saw the same thing. He ain't got to give me 12. Mark, give me 10 points, four rebounds, and a couple of stops on defense. He's good for that. We know Danny Green got to give you more than three. He got to at least give you 15 for them to win. So you got – and you got these guys not hitting on all cylinders, it's going to be a long night for Raptors. I got to do it, Marcus. I got to do it. We got another donut guy. Oh, oh no. Donut guy? Donut guy. It's Fred Van Bleet. 18 minutes, no points. When your bitch last night only scoring five points, can't win like that. They were non-existent. So that means game two they scored five points. Game one the bench scored ten points. It's different when the bench is scoring ten points. You get a win. You still need for your bench to be efficient if you want to contend to play on a team like a Golden State Warriors. If you want to beat them, when your bench is not performing, there's we need you need other guys to pick up the slack. But enough for the Raptors. Kawhi Leonard did his thing. They can't stop him. I just feel like nope. if they want to win. They need Kyle Lowry. I know you had 20 points, but you need you need other key pieces to step up. You can't get zero points with Red Van Vliet. You can't have five points on Marcus Saul. You definitely can't have three points from uh, Danny Green. But the 76ers. They showed up. What, 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 we call, what, what do we call Ben Simmons on this podcast? Ben No Jumper Simmons. <laughs> and he has six points. Seven boards and five assists. Not enough. Not enough. You, you, we want him to shoot jumper. He don't shoot jumpers. Everything is to the basket. Some people like that he cuts the basket. But it's going to get tougher and tougher each round. You see, right. if he can't get no shots off against the Raptors, what do you think he's going to get off against a team like 
for instance, we're going to say the Boston Celtics, a good defensive team. They make you pay. Can, oh, yeah. Like, and they game playing well. As ask Giannis, they game playing well. They game playing. They game playing really, really well. But if you look at the Seventy Sixers, I thought how they won the game. I, I circled these two guys who I thought gave them the help that they needed. Greg Monroe, ten points, five boards. That is huge. Come off the bench. This is James Ennis, the third, thirteen points and six rebounds, and he was howling. He was howling. He was too. He was. He finally had a game where he he got off after all that, all those ankle breakers videos he did on those ankle breaker tapes. He finally had a game where he got off. Jolin B. It wasn't his best game, but he put the grown moves on in the fourth quarter. Like five or six, six boards with twelve points with the flu. You know, everybody gonna have a flu game like MJ. Right. Can't be like MJ with the flu game. MJ had the flu. Scored 30 some points with the win, with the 14s on. I remember that watching that game as a child. Then the next night, they Scotty Pippen had symptoms of the flu, and he had a, a big game. I think he scored 20 some points himself. There's no, there's no, people are trying to have a flu game. These guys have flus and can't even play. Michael Jordan right. with a full flu. Temperatures are 101 degrees. Could have killed himself out there. That's how much the game Right, IVs after the game, IVs. Not exaggerate, IVs. Everybody say you want to be like Mike. Who Mike are you trying to be like, Mike Lowry or, or Michael Jordan? <laughs> it's two different Mikes I want to be like. I'm definitely talking Michael Jordan because right. he got the six rings, the greatest of all time, and he can try to get it done. But Jonah B, how they won this game, I thought he had a good move in the paint, in the post. They had that, that crazy layup with the he got Like you said, he got great footwork, like Elijah one. He showed you why he could be one of the best. Until you get not the, the, the childishness out of his system and become more serious, people will take him more serious. I know he's a lovable guy, but at the same time, man, you can't be friendly out there, man. Let these guys know you. I'm coming at your throat, flu or no flu. Right. Jimmy Butler did his thing: thirty points, eleven rebounds, and five assists. Guy, Nick, the guy, the one the company said, you know, this is uh, this is uh. He didn't play like Jimmy. He played on a full adult James Butler. This, this is James <laughs> Butler. Jim, Jim right. Butler said, seriously, oh, he's, like, he's, he's just like this, Mark. Seriously, like, Lamar, no, my name is really Jimmy, not James. I'm Jimmy Butler. Just like that. When Jimmy is hitting the shot and playing defense, kind of hard to stop. He in his own. He's, when he's communicating out there, it's a different Jimmy Butler out there. They got somebody to rely on. He was playing with so much confidence. Right. So just imagine this 76ers, imagine, this, imagine they playing with no Jimmy Butler in the round like this. They would have lost that game. They would have, they would have folded. They would have folded. They would have collapsed in the last three minutes because no Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is still in the guys, hey, man, take your shot, man. You open, man. Yeah, you know you missed the first one. But if I get this ball to you the second time, you, I'm, I got confidence you're going to make it. What Jimmy Butler is doing is making his team believe. A lot of them cats don't believe, really. He believes. He, like you said, he's been there before. He played the games against a Cavaliers team or a Celtics team that been that far in the playoffs. He's been there. A lot of these guys haven't. A lot of these guys are happy to make it out the first round. He, his mind is set on bigger things. And where they, how the 76ers won this game, I thought they, I thought they controlled the, the, the rebounding on the glass fabulously. 
They had 53 rebounds total. The Toronto Raptors 36. At halftime, they said at halftime the rebound battle was like 27 to seven. Marcus at halftime. That's not getting dominated. That's getting bullied. Then you look at defensive rebounds. Raptors 27. more so than more most teams do like most teams you know do the one-on-one philly do run a lot of sets where they you know they get get easy looks for their guys you know especially tobias and jimmy and even jj from behind the arc you know they, they run like i think pin down at the pin down they run it like three times in a possession almost just to get guys open so if if you ain't gonna get defensive rebounds they're just going to mm-hmm. keep running their offense and eventually just wear you out. And that's exactly what happened to them, though. But I knew – I had a feeling that Toronto was going to lose that game because I always say your first quarter and your second quarter dictate what you do to win these games going into halftime establishes some momentum. And I looked up, like I said, early in the segment, I said Raptors only scored 17 points in their first quarter. They got outscored 26-17. In the second quarter, they got outscored 21-25, trying to make a move. Third quarter, they made their move, 25-18 to cut the deficit down. Fourth quarter, I don't know what happened. I'm going to tell you, I I think I do know what happened. The referees started calling these ticky-tack fouls. (laughs) If you notice, every time Toronto is about to make a move, get within two or three, and they calling these fouls, Talk about shooter. Like I'm trying to figure out how is they shooting if they want in the penalty yet to shoot for a free throw. So I'm looking at it, it's calling certain penalties shooting fouls, they weren't even shooting fouls. Right. I mean the refs on both coasts have they had some, some spotty performance officiating. Because Toronto was coming back, like you said. Mm-hmm. And, and like you were saying that Toronto was coming back, I just feel like it's just not the NBA. It's all zebras. Zebras from NBA, NFL, NHL, the, ref, the, the umpires and MLB always made bad calls and they control the, the strike zone to the, to, the guys that, to the guys that work at the women and guys that work at Foot Locker. They say they got to shoot when you get up and it's not there. They even make some bad calls. So, I know, I know every time he just do a food talking about Foot Locker. You know, when you get to Foot Locker, you can go to the website. They say you got a 10 and a half available. You call this store, like, you got this 10 and a half in the shoe. You're like, yeah, we got it. You get up there, they tell you another story. Oh, man, that was the wrong shoe. So they make bad calls <laughs> to everybody, all the zebras. So. <laughs> sure do. <laughs> sure do. So. I did. Game three. 
You got Philadelphia going back home. Do you feel like Philadelphia can duplicate game two and make their game three just like game two? Do you feel like that was the best game that Philly can do, put forward? Uh, I mean, I don't think so because, you know, like you said, Ben no jumper Simmons, he had six points. And even with no jumper, he can do better than that. Like, he only took six, six points, like, what is he, like five, five assists, six rebounds, I think, is what he ended up with. You know, might want to check that. But I think that's what he has. So he can do better than that. We've seen him do better than that last round. You know, so uh, them going, you know, just full-blown great game. You know, he got to have, like, a triple-double. Tobias got to have 15, uh, JJ 15. You know, everybody 15 and then, you know, you know with the 20, 20 and 10. That's, like, a perfect game where all five of their starters get off. In this case, they definitely didn't. So I think at Philly – is their opportunity to do that, and if they do, I think they get they get the two wins I projected them to win. But I don't think they'll win any games at that. Well, I take that back. If they can win on the road in Toronto and then turn around and win at home on Wednesday, mm-hmm. I think I might give them an opportunity, a chance to win the series. Okay, so that'll be a definite change of events from the first game where they just got dominated to winning two games in a row. I think you know, I already picked, I, I told you on the, on the, on the podcast before we started this one about the playoffs with the Raptors and 76ers. I told you I'm going with this, the Raptors to win in five. It's still possible. I think they got they, I think they put their best foot forward. I think Nick Nurse and his coaching staff Jamal, Big Cat McGlory, actually a, a Canadian, Canadian native. They're gonna put something together for the big guys. They're gonna come up with another okay. game plan. And I just feel like Danny Green and Serge Ibaka will be the guys who get the Raptors over the hump in Game Three. Me personally, I think it's just the best game that the Celtics can put together. We're not gonna see ten points and five rebounds again from Greg Monroe. We don't know if James is going to give you 13 because he's a streaky guy. Um, Tobias Harris is the X Factor. He's been the X Factor so far in, in, in their last series. Like you were saying, Marcus, if he can give you 15 points per game in this series, this this can lead them to win the series. But but in all honesty, this game definitely this series definitely relies on Ben Simmons. Every time Ben Simmons gets the ball and he sees Kawhi Leonard comes up and, and about to guard him on defense, he gets that ball up like a hot potato. I mean. I always see a hot, like hot, like hot spuds. The ball turns to the ball turns. The ball turns to, to, um, to French fries, man. He get that ball up so fast, man. He don't want to. He don't want to get the ball. <laughs> he don't. He don't trust. He don't trust his instincts as a ball handler to get, to make a move on Kawhi. On Kawhi. So I'm like, I right. I'm gonna go with the Raptors to win Game Three. And game Three in Philly by a total of 15 points is gonna happen. I'm going with 15. I'm looking for Kawhi to come up with 32 points. Like eight rebounds and seven assists. Pasal Sakam, I think he got twenty-seven. Like, like I said, I think Danny Green gonna be the X factor. He gonna he gonna have it seventeen points. That's what I'm calling right there. And we are gonna get more better production from the bench points. I need other guys to step up, like Van Fleet and uh, Norman Powell. I need to see more of those guys too. All right, the game I've been getting. I'm ready to get to man. The game that had a lot of excitement to it last night. Portland Trailblazers and the Denver Nuggets. And I told you, 
if Denver Nuggets want to win the game, Marcus, I said, what player for the Denver Nuggets had to show up and show out for them to win the game? Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. <laughs> the Joker, 37 points, bully, nine rebounds, terror, six assists, straight assassin with the pass. Jamal Murray, man. Jamal Murray. That floater is so ugly because he shoot a floater off, off, the, <laughs> off the wrong foot. And he shoot Every a floater. Time he do. Is he shooting that photo with one hand, or is it to me like he's shooting it with two? Like he's shooting it with two hands, Marcus. I think he do. I think he go up with two, and then like at the very last second, he shoot it with one. <laughs> His floater never touched the rim. It, it goes in straight net. I mean, he got one of the ugliest floats I ever came across in mankind history, bro. <laughs> he's a bucket, man. He's a bucket, though, for sure. It's crazy because everybody's talking about, man, I need to be, I should have been watching Nuggets. Marcus, I've been preaching to everybody. It's like preaching to the choir, man. I've been telling people the last two or three years, want to get hit to the Denver Nuggets. Jamal Murray's nice. Just because I'm living down here in Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, you watch all the, I watch a lot of SEC basketball, ACC basketball, because I'm in that backyard. So I tune into a lot of Kentucky games. Uh, like I said, Jamal Murray was nice. They got one of the Hogonian brothers on the bench. One place with the uh the Hornets. Willie does. I can't think of the twin brother name. Wait till he get inserted to the game for the Denver Nuggets. And watch how he get buckets. He's another big guy. They haven't used yet. I don't think he's on the playoff roster. He definitely can get buckets. I wish that uh, Mike Malone. I can't call him Brandon Malone because Brandon Malone and Mike Malone are brothers. Mike Malone, the head coach of the Denver Nuggets. I wish he could have put IT on the playoff on the playoff roster, man. I just want to see Isaiah Thomas out there in the playoff roster, man. Just have somebody that small in the playoffs and fun to watch. Of course, what he did in the Boston Celtics organization, you know, much love and respect to go out to uh, to my guy Isaiah Thomas. Some people think he a bum, but <laughs> I ain't gonna say what person said, but he listens to the show all the time. But he when he when he listens, I know you listening. You gonna be like this dude's a fool. Isaiah Thomas is not a bum. He's a small guy who made it in the league. A lot of people that's our height, he's like 5'8 or 5'9. A lot of people our height is not meant to play in the NBA basketball. Them guys are pretty much football players at the cornerback position or they play baseball. Kyler Murray, right. Drew Brees, Doug Flutie, uh, Baker Mayfield, making a name for all the short guys that they can run a team at quarterback. So shout out to all the short guys that they're making big things happen. The fact yeah. the fuck is up. So, shout out to checks. Um, big checks. Yeah. So, I remember I told you, I said Paul Millsap was the X Factor for the Denver Nuggets. I said Paul Millsap yep. be going to the next round, giving you four and two points in closeout games. I said, if they want to win this series, I think I ain't going to take the credit. Me and you both said it. I said, yeah, he, he, I said he, he was the listener. I said, if they want to win, I said, if they want to win, I said, he got to give you, he got to give you 16 points. I said, I need 16 points from him. I said, no, I said, 17 points from him and 11 rebounds. He ended the game with Marcus, 19 points, 6 boards, 7 for 12 shooting. Active. Like you said, the thing was, you said, I'll piggyback what you said because I'm going to give you credit. You said, if if they want to win, you said, Paul Mills ain't got to take advantage of the, of the mismatch, and which he is doing. They take it, they, they kill him, they kill him more heartless. 
Yeah, he, he can't do nothing with that big body. He's just like probably no man's land. I seen him on a uh, on a hardwood several times yesterday. Like, dang, why is Mo Harkless always on the ground trying to check Millsap? Getting getting get some of that grown man weight. He can't do it. It's not like Jeremy Grant, who's like a who looked like a buck thirty five something wet. You mean he got Millsap who like two twenty. Two twenty grown man. Right, just slanging the weight around, just That's bullying them in the paint. Yeah, he from Louisiana too, so he was giving him that Louisiana special. Man, ain't talking about Popeyes either. That spicy Cajun style. He was getting him straight buckets. I mean, Paul Millsap was recognized. This is the Paul Millsap I was liking to see. I said, are we going to see the Atlanta Hawks Paul Millsap in the playoffs where he's there and he fade away? Give you like 10 or 12 points and he just fade away. But this Paul Millsap that played last night, he was stellar. I thought he, he was the reason why they won. But, man, Gary Harris with that up and under off the glass. Tom, who taught him that? Tom Izzo, the coach taught him that at, at, when he was at Michigan State. Sparty Dog put it off the glass. That up and under was was trifling. <laughs> but I thought who was another person who stepped up, who I thought was get, put more Harkless frustrated before he fouled out was Tory Craig. Even though he had three points, his whole MO was to go out there and get under his skin. And Mo Harkless can't do anything. Sorry, Mo. You played two <laughs> points and you fouled out like in 22 minutes, man. I mean... That ain't going to help your team get to it, to win the games. I know I already know they had the game plan for, for the Portland Trailblazers. They know what? We're going to let Dame eat. Let Dame eat. CJ couldn't eat. Yeah, I think that – you're right. I think that was – like, they just was okay with uh, Dame, you know, shooting his long-range shots, driving to the bucket. But they just were shutting down everybody else. Like, no one else kind of – like, except Panther, you know, but he was – most of his points came off of dives to the rim. Or cleaning up rebounds and then putting it back. No one else really. I don't think. I think it was maybe two other people in double figures. Can other than Cantor and uh, Dane. Two points. Afro Camino had two points, Marcus. What can you do with that? Not much. <laughs> That's one bucket. <laughs> one they, bucket. They both, so more Harkless, more Harkless, and after Amino to buy together, play a total of what? Together on the floor. They have four points, eight rebounds total. And they probably play a total together on the floor together. Probably about 17, 18 minutes. They can't give me nothing. These are guys that's pretty, after Amino's in the starting lineup. And so is uh, more Harkless. They they yeah. give you nothing. Four points for two guys, and you got outplayed. But the person I want to give a shout out to the Portland Trailblazers, even though they lost, we know Dame always get his due for Dame Dollar. He's pulling, man. He's hot. Like you said, man, Enos Kettner, man. He couldn't miss last night. Oh. 26.7 rebounds. In the paint, eating. I'm going to tell you this, though. Buyers beware. Fans beware. Beware of Enos Kentner. Dunk the ball on a pick and roll. He pulled something in that shoulder that was hurt in the last series. He made that face. He grimaced about it. He should never should never made that face that he was hurt. Because guess what? They about to pick on him now. They about to attack. Right. Yeah, if I was the Denver Nuggets, I'm running all into Kentner. I'm bumping into him. Get him out the game. 
Who they got to rely on? Miles Leonard? He's not going to get that. He's just seven foot pounds of soft. Who's going to give you something? For the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, that, Nurk- that Nurkic injury is really starting yeah. to hunt him now. Man, now it's going to hurt him because Jerson Nurkic is just like uh, Nikolai Jokic. They both get buckets, they both get passed, and they do very crafty with the rock. The one right. thing I'm going to say about the Joker for the different Nuggets, man, I love watching this game, like, honestly, just from the center position. I know people like Joel Embiid, but this dude can hit three to the high clip. He shoot free throws. He got it. His spin moves, man, he, man, his passing is, is off the chart. If it was an earthquake, it would be 10 points off the Richard scale. That's how good <laughs> his passing is, folks. It's on the Richard scale. He's off, he's off the charts. It's a 10. That's a that's a massive earthquake. Enough to put people to sleep. And right now, the way he's playing with the ball, the, the, the Portland Trailblazers is like, how do, we, how do we contain this? Because you can't leave Jamal Murray open. Jerry Harris is starting to feel a little bit more. Willie Barton started coming to his own now, who also had like nine points last night. Right, right. And you're looking at Paul Millsap. Guys is getting going. I always say you play different you at home. Your bed, your city, your food, the chefs know you. When you on the road, that bed don't feel as soft as it is. You don't want to eat people's food when you're on these roads because you're thinking somebody will poison you. So you got to travel with some friends so they can go pick your food up the your favorite food. So it's a lot it's a lot of stuff going on. So a lot of stuff is real dicey. It's different time on the road because you're playing a hostile territory. I told you, Marcus, before this series starts in Portland in trouble. They go five thousand two hundred and eighty feet above sea level. With the air end <laughs> up there. Teams gotta the come elevation. in the elevation. Teams gonna come in a day or two just to come so they can get they so they can get they oxygen right for their lungs. So home court advantage goes to the Denver Nuggets. Now Going back to the point of trailblazers, the person who shocked me was Rodney Hood. What was this that when you played for the Cavaliers last year? Why right. Hood? I we need at least we got if we got one of those a game, one game like how you played last night, they would have yeah. won one one of those finals games. Yeah, one finals <laughs> game already got smoked and closed out. What was this at Rodney Hood? All these pin downs coming off, you come off these curls and screens, you hitting threes, you taking them off the dribble. What was this at? Oh, he was a, right. hey, hey, Rodney Hood, I know where this come from. When Coach Tyler put you in, like, I think it was like game two, like, yo, Rodney, you got to go in the game. Yes, we lost. He told Coach, I ain't going in. <laughs> You're not going in? And they had the audacity to keep you earlier this year? They wanted to see what he could do. Come on, man. Come on. Shame, all- on you. Shame on you, Rodney Hood. You go to the playoffs and make a name for yourself? I guess that's what do Blue Devils do, man. They do stuff like that. And take a shot. <laughs> that's what the Blue Devils do. Take a shot. I'll see you. <laughs> but the reason, I'm going to give out this award to the Denver Nuggets. I'm going to give out two awards. I can't give one to Nikolai Jokic. He, he always do what he do. I can't give it to Jamal Murray he do what he do. I'm going to give it to this first guy, Paul Millsap. 19 points is my player of the game with six rebounds. I thought he played good under the glass, inside and out. He was attackful. He was a threat. But this early other guy, too, early I, too. Yeah, like um, he was. He had like a quick team. Quick team. Oh. I'm gonna give another guy 
you about you know what he asked Mason Plumley. Now before you say he only has six points, he has six points, six rebounds. But the stat I'm gonna throw out there, just because he's a power force in it, he had five steals. That's a difference maker. Yeah, and he had two. I think it was like a, a third quarter. Yeah. Two finishes, like he dived through the lane. Uh, I think Jamal Murray found him, or no? Uh, was it Beasley? He found him on a dive in for a slam, and then he came back next play, cleaned up, dunk. I think that changed the game. After those two plays, Portland looked like they packed it in a little. Yeah. Everybody but Dane. Yeah, the moment I'm packed it in. And the reason I said I gave him a shout-out because he almost outstole Portland Trailblazer team as a total. Portland Trailblazer had six total steals. He had five. He had five of the 12 steals from the Denver Nuggets. Wow. Wow. So when you get a that's debate crazy. and get five steals, and he's scoring off all five of them, that's kind of that's scary because off his steals, he's active. That's, I always tell people all, defense is the best. You get steals, taking points off the board. You grab a defensive rebound, you're not giving that, that second chance to look for a shot. It's all about playing defense in the playoffs. For sure. I can't believe he had five steals and they had six. Yep. Like you said, we're going to let Dame shoot. CJ McCullough. He can't get off. They on him, man. The different Nuggets is low-key a long defender team. They're on the defensive team. They're going to make it do what they do. Before we go, Mark, this year we coming up now. NFL draft went past. Colin Murray went, to, went first. The first time in NFL history that two Heisman trophies get selected in the first round. Back to back. Back, back. Right. So, we know the Cardinals traded Josh Rosen to the Miami Dolphins. One thing I like what Josh Rosen did, he got traded. He still showed up to training. After he knew he, he knew he was getting traded, right? He still showed up to voluntary workout with the Cardinals. After they told him, look, you don't have to come here. I'm going to trade you. you good, huh? said, Until then, I'm still part of this organization. I'm coming. Kudos to that guy. Right. That's you know a standard guy right there. there. I mean, you know I me. Mean? Most guys would say, you know, I don't play for y'all no more. Y'all going to cut me. I mean, y'all going to trade me. I ain't coming. Right. Kudos to that guy. Because guess what? If he don't play for the Cardinals, he goes to the Dolphins. He gets traded to the Miami Dolphins. If he goes to the Dolphins and start winning and Kyler Murray don't pan out, what thing are they going to say about him? They'll say, you traded Josh Rosen to Miami Dolphins. And the knock on this, the one thing they can't say nothing bad about him about, this guy did everything by the book. First of all, I was the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know why you traded him, clearly. Let's be honest, Arizona. Your offensive line is horrible. They got a lot of holes. <laughs> like you, like why did they turn? They got more holes. The quarterback wasn't even their their weakest point. The right. offensive line. Right. That uh, what is that? Running back was injured. David Johnson was injured. So who who is in the ball? Who is had the ball off to? Who is he I mean, your best. You tell me the best player in the Arizona Cardinals still Larry Fitzgerald. He's like 40. He's like 40. <laughs> that can't be true. Your best that can't be a fact. So, Colin Murray, just keep in mind, you got drafted to a team that has a lot of offensive, offensive holes up there in the offensive line. Trust me, 
The Cleveland Browns was like that for years. When people said y'all went through a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah, because the offensive line was horrible. You ain't got no guys blocking for all 27 quarterbacks that came that way. What you think is going to happen? They going to get hurt. Spurgeon win. Hurt. Brandon Whedon. Hurt. Jim Couch. Hurt. Ty Detmer. Hurt. I mean, I can keep going. Dumb names are so long. Brad Gronkowski. Hurt. Charlie Fry. Hurt. RG3. Hurt. Johnny Menzel. Kill. I mean, <laughs> what can you do? We, Chris Hogan. We don't, that, the Cleveland Browns is the only team in the NFL that, that runs through all three quarterbacks in one season from first string, second string, third. And maybe you might get the fourth string quarterback in from the practice squad. That's how bad right. that, they They brought in the quarterback, the Cleveland Browns did, who was doing trick shots on YouTube. You got to be kidding me. Kidding. But this, <laughs> this is, that was the OGM of those guys breaking on. What's his name? His name is Ray Farmer. Was bringing those type of guys, bringing YouTube guys in and was doing trick shots of 75 feet building into garbage cans. Those are not people or not him. They didn't work in the NFL. The only trick yeah, shot that he was that that done. So I'm looking at where teams is going to fall. But the reason I'm talking about the NFL, because I thought the draft was pretty cool. Players making some lifetime situations. But Stephen A. Smith is going to say, Greedy Williams, the Browns' new rookie, secondary. That corner. The yep. corner going to say, hey, y'all ready to play football? I think we're going to the Super Bowl. We can win the Super Bowl this year. Even A. Smith, I love you. But I got to be honest with you. He said he didn't like you because he ain't proven yet. You know, he said he can ball. He said, that boy can ball, but you ain't played one down in the NFL. But when I was taught, you was taught, when you play sports, no matter what level you play on, it's only one goal, Marcus. What is the goal at the end of the season that everybody wants? They want that championship. So if you're not thinking championship, why are you, why are you playing this sport? Right. If you ain't thinking winning at all, why are you even playing? Some, well, I can show you some winners, but I can't show you no losers. If you can show me somebody can lose, show me them. If I, <laughs> I, if I, I can take you to some winners. I can show you winners. But when he said he ain't played it down yet, everybody record right now is zero is zero is zero. When that first season started, them coins is getting flipped and that ball is kicked at that 25-yard line, then we got another story to talk about. All these players, all five of some of these guys around the NFL got one goal on their, on their mind. It's to hoist that Vince Lombardi trophy and come home with hardware. Right. If you're not playing to win championships, don't play. Go be a librarian. Go be a librarian. Go read books. I can't even say that because they want to be the best readers. <laughs> want to be the best everything. at everything, right? You want to be the best at everything that you can do while, you are, while your time is limited on earth. So, Greedy Williams, you feel like the Browns can make that move and be a Super Bowl contender and win a Super Bowl? More power to you. That means he has, that mean his his mind is set to win championships. I mean, that's the other players you want to draft. Right. You don't draft losers. Nobody don't draft losers. Everybody drafts players so they can win. Herman ever said the best. We play, we to, play win to win the game. Yeah. <laughs> Point blank period. Point blank period. You play to win the game. 
I'm like I said, I can show you some winners, but I can't show you no losers. I don't hang around losers. Everybody hanging with us in my circle. We all trying to win. All trying to make our lives better for our families. Number five, shout out to John Dorsey for picking his his draft picks have been impeccable. You got you know Baker, Denzel Ward, the other corner. Now you got Greedy. Mm-hmm. Then you got the trade for Odell. Olivia oh, John Dorsey. The Dorsey. Then he got um. We finally got to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. Never thought that day was coming. We got Morgan Burnett a safety. Doctor. So we got rid of Jabril Pepper, traded him away to the Giants. We picked up Marcus Barnett on a one-year deal. I think it's like, I want to say like three and a half million or five million dollars, something like that. We picked up a veteran safety, which is key. That's what we always needed. It gives her the hump. So we got rid of a young guy. I wish him well over there in New York. But Morgan Burnett used to hurt the Browns too. Interceptions, deflected balls. So I feel like we doing something right. Um, I just want to see what the Patriots are going to do with this wide receiver, Nikhil Harry, play at Arizona State. That's why I wanted the Browns to draft it if they can't get Odell Beckham. He, uh, he's not the fastest. He's a 6'4 guy, 204. Two, he's 6'4", 220. All hands. All hands university. Catch that ball. They gave Tom Brady a weapon. But he got two now because you put Nikhil Harry is going to be eventually starting wide receiver. To Josh, they got Josh Gordon because Josh Gordon is eligible to play. If he can stay off the weed, as Stephen A. Smith was saying, and others I think he's going to be a good fit. But I just fight the Browns did good in their draft. I think the Cardinals, I think they did okay. The jury's still out on Kyler Murray, what he's going to do. I feel like he could be a threat. He does those ball and a dime, but he got realized these are not college football players he's playing with. He's playing with NFL grown men that hit like men, not like pillows they do in college. Men that take you out the game. <laughs> uh, There's a difference, for sure. <laughs> uh, that's all I got for us today. After hours of the man cake, I'm your host, Tay Wiggs. This is your co-host, Mark We out of here. Peace. Yay! Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave Podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man, Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener. And subscribe to us. We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our Anchor profile page. That's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave. And click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out. Peace.